But you can't take him away. He's mine. Carrier Pigeon, where we relay cool stuff from our middle school to you. Today, our topic is communication through the mouths of women who run the show. Communication sounds may sound like a boring topic, but it actually holds our planet together. Communication. 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 Wait. Why is communication so important? I know as humans have been working on this for like hundreds of years, but how did it start? Actually, it started around like thousands of years ago. Around 28,000 BCE, mankind was still learning to communicate. BCE stands for Before Common Era. Anyway, cavemen, as they were called, used hand gestures and movements, but it really wasn't enough. Almost at least 1,000 years later, cavemen developed the ability to articulately communicate sound. How do we actually start to communicate? Around 18,000 BCE. Pictures on walls, art in caves, mostly used to document what went on during that time, was another form of communication. Interestingly enough, they were used to tell stories. During this time, the oldest known religion was recorded. Did we ever, like, evolve? How do we get to the way we are now? At 4,000 BCE, the ancient Greeks already knew how to start, how to write, and they used clay tablets as the quote-unquote paper because it was easy to erase. At 3000 BC, the Egyptians had found a much easier way to write things down. They created papyrus, which is a reed. It is known, ironically, as the papyrus reed. Was there ever a way to get messages fast? In the Middle Ages, people known as runners would run to deliver messages on horse or on their feet. They, however, were replaced by pigeons. I always wondered how tech really got a boost. The first visual telegraph was developed by Ignis and Claude Chap. In 1844, Samuel Morse created the alphabet for Morse code, which was used a lot to send messages using technology and certain types of hits on the lever. But when did we start talking through technology? Well, it started with, uh, I mean, it kind of goes back to the telephone, really. This is Pam Benjamin. I'm the director of Mutiny Radio. We asked her what she knew about the history of radios. She said, People started buying radios. I mean, everybody's house had a radio, and they had tons of great radio shows, and it was just this really burgeoning field. Uh, but then it just fell apart when TV came. It was like teens, 20s, all radio. And then it was, because uh, even movies, movies were large scale, and they were outside the home, but everyone kind of had access to this thing in their home, because before that, all you had were books, right? Like, you just read to each other. But then it was, oh, there's something else that's, passively entertaining us, how exciting that is. Um, but then it, it really fell apart um, when, with the advent of television. And, and, now, and then it got terrible with the FCC in the 40s. And, and now just with all of the, I mean, the real radio, real terrestrial radio is so corporate and clear channel at this point that it sort of is against the whole concept of what it was in the beginning. Newman created the first architecture of the contemporary computer. Portable computers have now replaced this computer. 
When did we get the Apple tech and advanced technology? 1956 brought the invention of the first mobile phone. 1971 had the first electronic mail sent. And now, since the 2000s, we have only had improved technology and now have portable computers like the iPhone and iPad. To learn more about what communication means now, we talked to Chloe Shasha, the content producer for TED Talks. My name is Chloe Shasha. I live in New York City, and I work on the curation team at TED. We asked Chloe what her first jobs were and how they led to communication. She said... So, first, first job I ever had, full-time job, was actually at TED, right outside of, um, right after college. But I had other smaller jobs before that. Mm. So, you know, more like summer internships and stuff. We asked her what she would say to any girls out there struggling. She said, I would say that there is, there's so much pressure for girls to, um, to be and look all kinds of different ways and that, um, and that it is really unfair and that it's part of the patriarchy and that um, throughout life you'll meet amazing feminists and you'll meet amazing people who want to support your growth and you'll also meet people who um, who don't want to see you grow necessarily because of sexism and learning to recognize that quickly decide how you want to behave in the world and not let someone else tell you that you're not enough is the most important thing you can do and I think you, you're both in an amazing place in the, in the world in San Francisco and in your school to build all those skills up and have you heard of the term imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is the persistent feeling that you are nothing, yet you are probably doing great work. Even these incredibly accomplished women, incredibly famous women, can have imposter syndrome more often than men. And it's just because of all these internalized things that we're told. So I think the younger you are, the more you can decide that you're not going to believe those things, the more likely you are to not feel them, and then just do what you actually want to be doing. And you know, I know that's a little bit vague, but in a way it is vague because it's so, it's so much about how you feel. Thanks for listening to this episode of Carrier Pigeon. For this episode, we interviewed Chloe Shasha, content producer for TED, and Pamela Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio, to help explore the communication through the mouths of women who run the show. Go visit Chloe's podcast, Sincerely X, and listen on, in on that on iTunes. Also listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. That's mutinyradio.fm This is Dylan Senesi and Rowan Saddington. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye!